Got it. Here we are once again. <laughs> <laughs> week after week. Will that ever not be amusing? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. The the pressing record on the Zoom. We're easily amused. <laughs> easily. Well, hey yeah, guys, yeah. welcome to the A Block Podcast. Jacqueline and Claire are here. Haley is out this week, so you just have the two of us. That's right. The show must go on. But yes, we are here. It's your girls on the A Block presented by always by our friends at Relics Bridal. We talk about it every week and it's true. It is just an amazing store. The best bridal shopping experience. Hundreds of brides, including our dear Haley, have trusted Relics with their gown shopping experience over the years. Everyone we know that has shopped there talks about how great it is. And if you are engaged, you've got to see what it's all about. And they just told us the other day that the brand new spring collections are beginning to arrive from New York and all the way from Australia. So when they say, don't be like the rest of the dem, I... The rest of them, I mean, it's literally on the front wall when you walk in, and they're not kidding. They have the newest trends and designer gowns you won't find anywhere else, and they are always getting new stuff in, so you will have tons of unique styles to choose from. Yes, and they are in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, uh, out at the Summit at Fritz Farm. Follow them on Instagram at Relics Bridal or visit RelicsBridal.com. Again, that's R-E-L-I-X. Appointments go fast and their spring is filling up. You know, it's going to be that busy wedding season. So hurry up and book today if you want to find your gown there. And don't forget to mention the A Block when you book your appointment to get a special discount on your gown purchase. Wow. What yes. honest gems to do that for our listeners. That is amazing. Yes. Yes. It's just bonus on bonus on bonus. Just going to relics in and of itself is a gift. And then to get a discount. I mean, boiled. you literally couldn't ask for anything more. You could not. You could not. When you said that they got their dresses in from Australia, that reminded me of the show I've been watching on Netflix, Byron Bay's. Have you been watching Byron <gasps> Bay? Okay. I can't remember this if is, you started. This is like on my top, like recommended for you. This is number one. And I don't really know what that says about me and my Netflix uh, viewing habits, but it's like the first one. And I have been meaning to watch it, but I've been a little all over the place this week, but it is on my list. It's like, I mean, it's... I was going to say it's not important, but maybe it's the most important viewing. I don't know. It's basically like the hills in Australia in Byron Bay. And it's so stupid. And they, they're, it's like so, um, I mean, it's pointless, but it's just really entertaining. I just could watch it all day long. Because I haven't so finished it a, yet. So it's about like basically influencers in Australia, right? In Byron Bay. Yeah. And Byron Bay is like a really nice, um, community in Australia, obviously on the ocean. And it's kind of like a spiritual, a little bit like hippy dippy slash, uh, yeah. Influencery slash, I don't know, like surf surf culture. It's yeah. I mean, it makes you want to go kind of like there. Malibu, you know, kind of. Yeah. Except I feel like they're a little more woo woo there. You'll, you'll see. Hey, okay. Rue. sorry. Rue is tearing <laughs> something up. <laughs> Usually I could mute, but <laughs> there's only two of us. <laughs> can you, can you not? Okay. Thanks. God. He's been on one all day. Like 
tearing stuff up, needing attention. And I don't get it. I don't like, I've done everything I can do for the cat. He's got food, water. We've played. He's been a, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So oh yeah, mine right now. I don't know if you can hear it, but she is slowly and very lowly. Um, she's laying on the floor next to me whining. Oh, good. Even though we went on a walk, she's had um, breakfast and dinner. She had, um, a T R E A T even. So well, I haven't given Rue one of those and maybe that's what he thinks he deserves, but I'm yeah, going to be quite honest. I don't, that's a don't deserve one. That's a trigger word. And I know it's a trigger word for other pet parents. <laughs> it's a trigger word for me. Like I want, yeah, honestly, <laughs> a T R E A T. Yeah. I'm, I was just telling Jacqueline before we started, I'm on, I'm still on my no sugar journey no sugar, like no dairy. All, I mean, it's been quite a challenge and I'm on week five. Of oh, six. you're so close. I know, but oh my gosh, it's almost like it's gotten worse. I felt like it should have gotten easier and yeah. it's gotten harder. And I'm literally, do you feel like, like, has it made a difference in anything at all? Cause I know like whole 30, like I've done that diet before. And mm-hmm. they say with that, like the first 10 days is kind of weird. And then after that, I remember like feeling different. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I really have like, like I I know different people have said you has your sleep will probably be better or your skin will be clearer. And I mean, to be honest, I feel very lucky. Just my genes. I typically have clear skin. So that really hasn't been a big notice. I know that's like the worst kind of like humble brag ever, but that hasn't no that hasn't really changed. And my sleep seems fine. I mean, I definitely like have lost a little weight. Like I have, like my clothes are a little looser. And from the beginning, it really was like a personal challenge. Um, I'm doing a, a, a little program that's like doctor approved. So it's nothing yeah. like super, super like psychotic, but, um, I've never done anything like this before. I think my freshman year of college, I remember learning about calories for the first time. Rue, stop it. Sorry. <laughs> He's staring up the carpet. He never does this. Um, but he, um, I, I think I remember I learned about calories for the first time and a girl was like, you need to do South beach. And so I tried South beach for like 12 oh my hours God. and I was like, um, no thanks. yeah. And so I've never like Jenny Craig even. Oh yeah. I, I never did it, but I've definitely one eight hundred ninety nine Jenny. Um, but, uh, it's been a, it's been a very interesting challenge. I'm really proud of myself. I have not cheated. I have not strayed. I have been very disciplined. And actually earlier when I was making dinner, I did have the realization, like I haven't had any processed foods. I don't eat a lot of processed foods, but like, I'm a big snacker and like, I haven't had any processed foods. I haven't had any like bread or dairy. And like that, those are like my main favorite things to eat. And so it was just kind of shocking to realize I can't, can't believe I haven't had any of those. Like, and I've been living and actually enjoying food and eating a decent amount. So it's been interesting, but God, I'm ready for it to be over. (laughs) It's been, it's been good, but I know we're, we're both, um, just like struggling with the animals right now. Yeah. I don't know why she, I, she was whining. So I thought maybe she had to go outside. So I tried to like, just crack open my back door to be like, pee, go pee, but that's yeah. not working. So she's just going to have to tough it out. Well, what have you been up to other than, uh, monitoring Lexi's every breath? Well, um, 
So I got a part-time job in yeah. um, here in Lexington at a, this really cool place. It's called the blushery. Um, and it's a boutique, but then it's also a wine bar, which is yeah. super fun. Um, and I, I know them just from the owners, these two girls, um, Allison and Dana, um, just Dana teaches at one of the gyms I go to and just like from being around town and working with them and stuff. And then Claire and Haley and I have gone in there for happy hour before. And, um, yeah, it's just a fun spot. And I saw they were hiring and I'm like, wait, that would be fun. (laughs) Yes. I know. I'm like jealous. It would be fun to be there like more than just every now and then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So so that's been fun. So Mm -hmm. I had my first like few days at work last week, which was fine. And I've worked retail and restaurants before. So I kind of feel like you know, it's not, it's kind of just getting on the bike and realizing I can ride it, you know, yeah, we've got the skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know one of my favorite things about Jacqueline is when she was in college, she worked at Coldwater Canyon, Coldwater, Coldwater, Creek. Coldwater Creek. And I, I just did. love thinking of little college age Jacqueline and Coldwater Creek, helping the moms of the world get dressed. No grandmas, grandmas, excuse me. The grandmas of the world get dressed. Well, sensible outfits. So when, so when that is so, that's so funny. So when I got a job there, it was my junior year of college and I was looking for a, like a part-time job and UK, um, has this listserv when you're a student that you can sign up for that, where you can find jobs that are part-time in Lexington and does in it either says like on campus or off campus. Well, mm-hmm. I saw this job that was a retail job and all the requirements. I was like, oh, well, I've worked retail before. Like this will be so easy, but it did not say which store it was. <laughs> and I, now I know why, <laughs> but I applied and I got, I, I got a call back and I was like, guys, what is cold water Creek? And they're like, I think it's a, gr-. my roommates were like, I, uh, Jack, I think that's like a grandma store. I'm like, really? <laughs> And so I go, I go and, um, everyone there was really nice and I don't know. It was, yeah, you it enjoyed was it, right? Oh yeah. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I think I, I, I never would have thought to apply at a place like that, but like in hindsight, I'm like, actually that probably would have been a pretty chill job. And oh, yeah, well, yeah. and then, so then I found out, um, once I actually started working there that the company deliberately tried to hire younger students like students. So like a younger clientele would come in there because they were trying to rebrand. I think this was before they went bankrupt. Oh yeah. Well, I can't say that rebrand went very well. (laughs) Yeah, it really didn't. But the, and the funniest part about it was that I would have to wear their clothes. (laughs) You did. Oh wait. I don't think I remembered that. (laughs) No. What would you wear? All I remember is like, there's like the pants with the matching, like, uh, camisole with a matching, like long cardigan. Like that was like classic cold water. Yeah, But then, but then the camisole was always like multicolored, but then like the main color, like if it was blue, like the camisole would be like blue, gold, yellow, black, yeah, like yeah. pink. And then like the pants were blue and then the cardigan was blue. And it was all like swishy material, like loose yeah. fitting. Honestly, yeah. I, sign me up now. I want that outfit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind of comfy. Yeah. But, but like, so when I, luckily when I was working there and that was already when they try, when they were trying to make clothes that were for like younger people, 
So, I mean, their stuff obviously wasn't like my first choice, but I did actually find some cute stuff there that was, I was like, okay, like I, I enjoy this, but yes, it was me and another college student, um, and a bunch of grandmas that worked there and it was very entertaining. (laughs) I bet the gossip was good. It was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. (laughs) What have you been up to? Oh, you know, just working. Um, well, while, and while you've been making extra money, I've been spending because something has happened. I'm not a big shopper, but when I am in the mood, when the mood strikes, watch out. And I don't know if this has happened to anyone else, but with the pandemic, I have just become very free with my online shopping. Like I will drop like a lot of money on an order because I'm just, I'm now I'm just in the mindset of, I have to try everything on and I'll return most of it. It's like, I now just look at online shopping as like going into the fitting room. (laughs) And now I just like try on everything at home. And then I probably send back everything, but one or two items. So I've been like, um, going in on a couple of places, um, just like random places, but, um, I, I did some shopping on Poshmark and then I did Ooh. Abercrombie. I ordered the curve love denim shorts. Ooh. Um, so Haley's been re- singing the praises of the jeans, but they haven't arrived yet. So I'll be sure to update. And then yeah, I was going to say, you're going to have to report back because I need new shorts. And usually I'm like a, with my jeans and I'm a Levi's girl. Yeah. So you'll have to report back about the shorts because well, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm not a shorts girl. I never have been ever since I was a little kid. I hated wearing shorts. I always like was very self-conscious of my legs as a kid. And now as an adult that has stayed around. Um, and for completely different reasons, when I was a kid, I was such a tomboy. My legs were always so beat up that like I would get made fun of and like people would say little boy legs, little boy legs. And I was like, (laughs) what? And so it just like bothered me. And so I just didn't want people looking at them. And now as an adult, I'm like, oh, my legs are fat. You know, I don't, my legs are ugly, Um, but I'm trying to embrace shorts life. And so I'm on a hunt to find some good denim shorts. So I'll let you know. I also ordered a a bunch of shorts from old Navy today because someone else recommended those and they were having a huge sale. So we'll see. Um, And so I've been doing that and um, just, re- I've been reading a lot. I'm, I'm reading two books. I know you just read a bunch of books. Oh my God. Books. What are you reading right now? I'm reading, well, I'm doing one via audiobook, which okay. is, um, it's a memoir by Ruth Reichel. She used to be the New York times food critic yeah. and the book is called save me the plums. Um, Ooh. I've been wanting to read it for a long time. And on Libby, the, the actual copy of the book, still was not available. And so I just did the audiobook, and I love it. Cause it's one of those memoirs where she's reading it. Oh, um, oh, nice. Yeah. And so she was also the editor editor in chief for a long time of gourmet magazine. So it's kind of detailing that and I'm loving it. I'm in a very, like, probably because I can't eat a whole lot of stuff I want to eat. I'm in just like a tell me and show me everything about food mood. So it's been very, mm. <laughs> it's been scratching yes. that. It's, And then I'm reading on a night like this, which is cute so far. I don't know. I'm kind of at a point where I'm not sure what it's going to be about. Um, I'm about halfway done and I'm still kind of like, where are we going? But uh, uh, I'm enjoying it. I saw you on Goodreads say that you were reading that. And I added that to my list on Libby 
and I'm, it says that it will be available to me soon. So well, that's probably once I get done with it, I'm trying to finish it. <laughs> well, hurry up. I know I'm not a fast reader. <laughs> I'm not. I, I like can be, and I can't, you be. are very fast. You go through books. Like, I mean, I blink and you're like, I read three books. I'm like, <laughs> I'm still waiting to open mine. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Also, this is my thing though, too, is like, if I'm reading a book, like I will sit, like, um, I will sit and read a book for two hours and then I won't read it for two days and then I'll read it for two hours. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm more so sitting in bigger chunks and reading it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, and, and then like for a few weeks there, like I was like, I was just not really feeling reading, but then the past few weeks I have like flown through books. (laughs) Yeah. I saw your Instagram story today and I was like, okay, Jacqueline. Um, (laughs) yeah, that's why I got a first time job. I was like, I clearly need something else to do. (laughs) Well, it's amazing that I'm not reading like that with like how much I've been like, I don't have a life. I don't have anything to do, but I've been too busy watching Byron Bay's <laughs> to read, but I've been reading every night. I've been making a point to read every night. And when I'm doing dishes and all my cooking, I've been listening to the audiobook because oh. I want to finish both of them while I don't want to renew either of these loans on Libby because I just feel bad when I do that and people are waiting and I know because I get frustrated because when I'm in the mood to read something, I want it then I don't want to wait three months till it's available or whatever. I know. Well, sometimes I feel like I'm Libby too. Um, so there's, there's like a couple books I have on hold, um, the Paris apartment by Lucy Foley. Never read it. Um, I know that she did the guest list, right? Yeah. So this is her newest book. It just came out this year. That's Mm -hmm. a seven week wait. Oh yeah. Like I have forgotten that book exists in seven weeks. Yeah. (laughs) So then this, and then this other book, um, by the author that wrote in five years, which is like probably my favorite book of all time. Oh my gosh. Um, Rebecca Searle or Searle, Surly. I think it's Searle. Searle. Uh-huh. Um, it's called One Italian Summer. And that's also her latest newest book. And that's a 12 week wait. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm joining the wait list for that one right now, because yeah, I know I want to read that. An, an Italian Summer. Do you guys, are y'all guys, are, is everyone impressed by our, our, our book podcast now that we've suddenly turned into? Yeah. Like now I'm just a book podcast at this point. Um, um, we love to read. And if you don't, if you didn't catch on, we're again, talking about, um, Libby, the app we like to use to read books. It's like the public library on your phone. So you don't pay for anything you, but sometimes there is a wait list because it's just the same as the, the physical library. You go to check out a book and maybe it's not there. And yeah. so, but this is just, I, I do it on my phone. Jacqueline does it on her iPad and I, and I, I thought I wouldn't love it. Kindle too. It's yeah. Like- yeah. So, I've, I've tried it on my Kindle. I'm just not a big, I like reading on my phone better than my Kindle. I never yeah. would have thought that, but it's just like very easy and accessible and always with me. So, all right. One Italian summer on hold. Yes. Have you love, um, so I mentioned Goodreads earlier and that is an app, um, 
if you don't have it, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but it's yeah. basically an app where like you can mark which books you've read, which books you want to read, and then which books you're currently reading. And then mm-hmm. you can be friends with your friends who also have the app. And then there's like a timeline. So then you can see what your other book, like what your other friends have marked as currently reading or has read and whatever. And then you can see like what they've rated those books and stuff. I think it's cute. I think it's really cool. And then as you read it, as you read books and then you rate books like five stars, the app will suggest books like that book to you, which is nice. And I have found like a ton of books just from that. Okay. Really quick off the top of your head. Can you name three to five books you recommend? Not that none that like just overall of favorite books. I know this is hard to do off the top of your head. I'm trying to think too, cause I'm putting myself on this. Okay. Spot. Um, yes. Okay. Definitely. Like I said, in five years by Rebecca Searle, mm-hmm. um, okay. There's a book I recently read. Okay. I want to look, can I look at my list? Oh yeah. You don't have to, sorry. I don't mean like this is a pop quiz. I just meant I, okay. I think I just came up with some off the top of my head. I I definitely recommend in five years. It's just like a dreamy, heartbreaking, great story. It's it's like, okay. Also funny story. I was, I read, I read that like in the pandemic when like in the part where like you had to literally get a te- like a COVID test to like travel. Yeah. I was visiting my mom and I had not seen her in like months and I finished it. I finished the book on the flight, you guys. And I am not kidding you. I was like sobbing into my mask. Like, and, like I remember was, you like, talking about this. There was, there was like snot coming out of my neck. Oh. I'm like, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I know. I totally understand. So I'll, I'll, I'll co-sign on that, but uh, the book that did that for me, that I sat in bed reading it and just like heaved crying. And I'm not a big crier in general. And especially not when I read books, but it's called my Oxford year. And I, Oh, I've heard that's really, I, I, there was just a couple things that happened. I don't know if I just didn't see it coming or what. So that's definitely one I recommend. I feel like that's what happened to me in, in five years, because there's, I don't even want to say what plot it is. Yeah. Yeah. I know that the the plot gives it away story that comes up where like, you just didn't even see that coming at all. And it's like completely devastating. Yeah, no, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So another book I loved, um, that I read a few months ago, um, was called golden girl by Elin Hildebrand. Um, and so this book was so good, but basically this woman, um, it's about this woman in Nantucket. She is like recently divorced, like dating this guy. She has like three grown kids. Um, and the story is told from like everyone's perspective, hmm. um, which is pretty interesting. Each chapter is a different person's perspective, but what happened? So basically what happened in the first, in the first chapter, she, um, dies. Okay. I won't tell you how, but Chill. she dies. And then basically the, ch- the whole thing is about her, 
um, she gets, she goes to heaven and then gets three nudges where she gets to choose when she helps people. So mm-hmm. like when it goes to her, she's in heaven watching over like her kids and her current like lover and her ex-husband and his girlfriend, like make all of these life choices. And then it goes back to them from like their point of view, but then they're also trying to like figure out like how she died like, and who was responsible for it too, which is really interesting. But it was one of those books that was like, that was super sweet, but it also kind of just made you think about like your current life choices, how that affects you now, but then also in the future. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go people we meet on vacation. Did you read that one? I I loved that book. It was just like, you loved them. I mean, yeah. how could you not, you know? Yeah. They were their best friends, a guy and a girl. And it's just a bit kind of about their relationship. And I just like, I loved it every, I like, it was one of those books as I was reading it, I didn't want to stop reading it. Cause I would just like hanging out with them. And then I would get so excited when I knew I could sit down at night and read a little bit again and, and find out what's going on in their lives. And they go like to tropical places and Palm Springs and all these places. And I think I read it during, yeah, I read it during the winter time. So it was very much it's an escapism like, moment where I was like, Ooh, I would like to be on a tropical vacation right now. So I'll live vicariously through these fictional characters. Yeah. Okay. So another book I freaking loved, <laughs> like, <laughs> was um and I read it oh I think I read this like also in the beginning of COVID um but it's called American Royals by Catherine McGee oh yeah love guys, I love guys. both all the books all the American Royals guys and the Royal We those two series they're I mean love no like if you haven't read it like go to Libby and get it right now I'm you'll not, probably like, be on a wait list. Yeah. <laughs> you'll probably be on a wait list. So you'll have to wait, but like you need to read it. It is so good. The American Royals is basically like if the US never had a democracy and like George Washington was king and not yeah. president. Yeah. And then yeah. it and then it basically and then it follows like the current royal family. Oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> it is. It's so much fun to read. It's just one of the, it's yeah, just it like just so, so much fun. Yeah. It was just so fun. But then it was like the white house was like their Royal like palace. Yeah. And then like all these other parts of history were like sim, like just very similar in the history of it. You know? Yeah. It's just like completely reimagined America as a yeah. monarchy rather than a democracy. And yeah. yeah. And then yeah, the last names of people you're like, Oh, I see what we're doing there. Yeah. 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 yeah that was it a was- fun. Okay. I'll go. I'll just do uh, my last two. I'll just mention, and they're completely freaking different, but both of them are like life-changing. Okay. <laughs> One is the push the push is so disturbing, like many trigger warnings. It's one of the most disturbing books I've ever read. Really? Yes. It's about a child, a child. And there's just like a lot of weird stuff. I mean, like the push and Verity, have you ever read Verity? Both of those are so bizarre. Verity in a day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like the push better and the push was definitely 
darker. Okay. Um, Bush. All right. Yeah. I'm, writing, I'm like going to add it. I have, but to. like, I'll never forget it. And then the other book quickly is I said, I recommend it all the time. The idea of you, if you've not read it, oh boy, it is. Oh my God. It's actually, so it's like a romance novel, which I've okay. never been into, but this book kept being recommended over and over and over. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll check it out. And it's essentially, this is really watering it down, but it's essentially Harry Styles fan fiction, but like, it's, it's more highbrow than that. It's well-written and that's what makes it okay because it's, but it's, it's a love story, I guess, not so yeah. much a romance novel. It's a love story and it, it goes a lot of different places and it's not a traditional love story. And that is another one. I read it at the height of the pandemic. I needed like a bright spot in my life. And this book did it. It, it ripped my heart out, but it also like brought me joy. And I read it by a pool. And when I finished it, I laid my phone on my chest and just like had to like cry a single tear, be happy that it happened. I just need a minute. Don't be sad that it's happened. Be happy that it, or don't be sad that it's over. Be happy, happy that it happened or whatever. I was like, Oh my God, what do I do now? So, Oh my God. Yeah. So, okay. That sounds really, I'm like, I just added that to my list. Now I have Robin Robin Lee maybe is the author. I don't know. It was great. Okay. Um, so my next I'm going to, my other two books, I really recommend, um, then this next one, um, I recently read, I actually finished it earlier this week. It's called all the missing girls. Hmm. It is, it's by Megan Miranda. Um, it is, it was so good, but it was, it's like the perfect combination of thriller and like mystery in romance and family drama. Okay. Um, and it was a super easy, like it was really easy to read. Um, I will say the weird, like the only weird thing about this book was that it basically starts at like current day. And then every chapter goes like back a day in time. Huh? So then you base, so like you start at current day and then it slowly go. And then like, I think the first couple chapters are back are current day and then it slowly goes back in time. And then by the end of the book, you're at current day again. And then as you read each chapter, like more um, puzzle pieces fall into place. Hmm. So like at times it was like kind of confusing. Cause I'm like, Oh wait, Oh my God. Okay. Wait, which day is it? But then, but it was, it was still really good. It kind of gave me the vibes of like, um, um, Oh my God. Um, how to get away with murder where oh, like, okay. you know, yeah. like the episode would, would start with someone dies and then like the whole then yeah, it'll kind of take you through like how it yeah. played out. Yeah. yeah. Then you basically get through like how, we, how they got there. Um, interesting interesting yeah it was it was really good um and then another book I recommend was called Lion's Den Mm. um by um oh my god what is her name it's Catherine um Catherine St. John that was really really good um kind of the same vibe it was like a thriller mystery like friend drama Mm -hmm. um it was really good. It's about this girl 
that um, gets invited by her friend who's in a relationship with the super rich guy on a yacht. Loving, um, loving that concept. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then like drama happens on the yacht and there's like, it's like a whole, and then you basically just find out what, what happens after that, but it's really good. Um, and I would. Uh-oh, pet problems. The wind. Oh, know? the wind. It's like she doesn't like the, when the wind rattles, like the screen against the window. And- hey, me either. So I'm, yeah. I stand in solidarity with Lexi on this one. Well, look at us, just your literary Queens yeah. rattling off books off the top we'll of our head. We'll make sure to like post the, this list. We'll post this list on Instagram too. Just so like, okay, yeah. if, you're, if you're not seriously writing this down, <laughs> we'll post it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm like sad. I've read all of these books already. Cause they were I so know. good. There's and nothing have- like finding a great book. I know. And I have, so I have a few others too. Oh, I know. Well, it's looking for like a fun read. Um, it happened one summer by Tessa Bailey and the Royals next door by Karina Hall Hallie. Oh, that was a fun one. Yeah. yeah that was well, fun. and yeah, the, the Royal, we, I read that along with when I read American Royals and the Royal, we is essentially like William and Kate. It, it, Ooh, it's okay. It's good. I mean, well, it's, it's actually like, it's like a mixture of William and Kate and Megan and Harry. Cause the girl is American and the guy is the heir to the throne. So it's, um, she goes to college overseas and they meet and it's just like a fun, another fun little read. I mean, obviously these are not your, um, books that are changing the world, but you know what you read for entertainment and you read, to escape. you read to escape. And so that's what we're recommending. If we wanted to try and act like we were these big, uh, uh, literary readers, we could, but you know, you'd see, you, you would know we were lying. So anyway, yeah, we'll get those posted up on our social media so you can check those out and indulge. And again, if you use Libby, like you don't have to pay. It's the, it's like the best thing ever. And if you feel guilty about reading books that way, once upon a time, I did a story at the library and I asked, I said, Hey, I read all my books through Libby. Is that a problem? And the library was like, no, we pay money. Like we, we support that app. Like we sign, I don't know if they paid money or they partnered with it, but it supports the library. So it's not like you're stealing from the public library. They support it. They're happy for you to do it. They think it's a great tool and they're excited to hear people use it. Cause I just felt a little guilty. I was like, am I, is this hurting the library? Well, <laughs> and no, just the so opposite. I I've seen too, where like a couple times it'll be, you know, the, the app has been like, oh, the, you know, the wait is eight weeks or whatever. And then I'll get an update that says, um, oh, your library has, has acquired five additional copy copies since you placed this hold. So then it like it automatic. So then all of a sudden I'm like one week away. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed wait times are actually, I feel like less long than they used to be. Yeah. So I think yeah, they're like obnoxious. It kind of like it goes by way quicker than what it actually says. It will, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, when I usually find something to read in the meantime. All right. Well, shall we venture on to some new topics? I, I suppose we could talk about this all day, but I don't know how entertaining that is. You know, guys, I mean, we could sit here and talk about books literally all day. <laughs> we so could. I will say Claire, Claire Crouch was the person yes. that told me 
to do Libby and to do all of this stuff. So I'm so sorry to bring this joy into your life. You're just bringing addiction into me. I I love free. I love anything I don't have to pay for. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. What do we have to talk about today? We've got, I mean, we've already been talking, but we did have some actual planned out thoughts in our brain today. Okay. Well, wait. Okay. So something we did not get to talk about over because, um, this podcast, um, did not exist for like a moment in time, um, was, um, Ben and JLo. Oh yeah. Well, they just bought a $55 million house in Bel Air. I mean, wow. Good for them. You know, I was worried about them. I felt like things really weren't going well. Like at first I was like, is this PR? Like I was like, I know it was so PR because he was so hot and heavy with Ana de Armas. Right. Yes. And so we were seeing them nonstop. They were like a classic pandemic couple. We saw them all the time, getting their coffee, walking the dogs, all the things. And I actually, I happen to be like kind of taken with her. I think she's like so amazingly gorgeous. I actually on Hulu, the movie that she and Ben Affleck shot together, Deep Water, is on Hulu now. Have you watched it yet? I started watching it yesterday and just like wasn't in the mood. I'll watch it just because I want to see where the love began. But, um, so then, yeah, they broke up and then it was like, I feel like the next weekend we're seeing JLo and Ben. And it was like all of those weird moments that seemed like specifically for the paparazzi, like when he was wearing the watch she gave him during the Jenny on the block music video. And then like him kissing her, like on the butt, like in the music video and all this, these things from the music video that we were like are you guys just trolling us? But no, it seems that they are truly in love. And I mean, $50 million of real estate. By the way, I think they were actually trolling us for sure because their love was real, but I think that they were enjoying the publicity that they were getting. And now that they've been together for so long, I'm like, oh, obviously they were just fucking with us. (laughs) They always, they always loved each other, I guess. I mean, I am a Ben Affleck apologist. I love Ben Affleck. I I had his poster on my ceiling above my bed as a child. (laughs) I love that. And so I love his love and I'm happy for him. And then JLo, I mean, she's just. She's JLo. An all time. Yeah. What, what is find something negative to say. And I, I'm not going to like it and I'm going to (laughs) disagree. Yeah. So $50 million in Bel Air. I mean, that is just crazy. That is crazy. That's, that's big time money. That's big time real estate. I guess, are they living there together and the kids and everything? And yeah, I mean, they must be because he had a house or I would assume probably still has a house in Brentwood, which isn't far away from Bel Air. But I guess when you have that kind of money, you can just be buying houses around every corner. Yeah. Let's see if there's anything new online that they're going to be like living together. Um, let's see. Yeah. He, she was just at that award ceremony the other night. It was the billboards and the way he was looking at her just so proud. I was like, or, or was it the, the, I heard, music awards. I don't know. One of the two. Was it on um, the one on Sunday? Yeah. It was iHeart. I heard. Okay. Um, and he just looked so proud and it's sweet. It's sweet. I'm happy for them. Okay. Wait, listen to this though. So the house or 
the mansion has 10 bedrooms. Sure. 17 bathrooms. Oh, I love that. Actually. You could just do your business and no one will ever know. (laughs) Um, And then the house is 4,856 square feet. Now that means nothing to me because I don't understand measurement. I'm a classic woman. I don't know the difference between a hundred feet or five feet. Um, but like, I want to say my apartment is like, no, my apartment is, I was going to say my apartment was 2000 square feet. That's uh, not correct. My apartment is like 740 square feet, I think. So wait a second. Okay. Wait, I read. Okay. Now I'm confused. I think I read that wrong because it says, okay, wait. So now it says that this, so this article I'm reading says this estate isn't situated in just any old part of the affluent locale either. It's over 1.2 acres of serene land. I'm sure. Yeah. Privacy, please. Well, I'm sure it's a, it's a shack, you know, I bet it's a dump. It's, it's gotta be. I mean, there's no other way. It looks beautiful. And it looks like there's a lot of, um, floors, like a lot of ways to go upstairs and downstairs. These I don't know. We'll have homes to, always we'll have to share the me. picture because you'll, you'll know what I mean when you see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a lot of stairwells. <laughs> I'm just like these celebrity homes, the big ones, they always intrigue me about that though, because I feel like there are always like lots of entrances and exits. And I just want to know what goes on in a home that size. How can you have stuff for every room? How do you do you go? Are there parts of the home you never see? I don't know. It's just so far beyond any living situation I've ever even come close to, I haven't even been in a house that big. I, 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 I can only compare it to like going to a museum or something. Yeah. And then also like, what do you do with all of those rooms? Okay. So it's like, you have the master, you, then you have your master bath and then maybe you have kids. So then you had those kids have rooms Then maybe they each have a bathroom. And then it's like, I, I don't like, I guess I have this, a, a salon, a guest room. Yeah. Salon. I, mean, I guess a bedroom could be a theater. closet bowling alley. <laughs> That's where you hear. And then you have the kitchen and the chef's kitchen. I mean, I would you deal with what? it given the opportunity to have a home with all those rooms and spaces I'd manage. I, I would, I would do okay, but it you know is what? mystifying. You know, all this time I have thought I will know I had made it when I have a few things. One appliances in my kitchen that are not white. Yes. No white appliances, a white refrigerator. Oh, Oh, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go find you a home. (laughs) That's a a classic cut from real housewives of Atlanta. Nene. Oh, white refrigerator. Let's find you a home. (laughs) So, so, uh, St. Lucille appliances. Yeah. Um, a fridge. That has an ice machine in it okay. already. Um, and then a step above that would be a um, circular driveway. Ooh, she fancy. The two things I've always said I would have if I had like endless amounts of money is yeah. I would have someone else wash my hair every day. 
or every time it needed to be washed. I would yes. never have, I would never have to wash my own hair. And it's like I would have to get a blowout every time you need a shampoo. Mm-hmm. And oh I would have God, clean would so sheets nice. on my bed every day, clean yeah. sheets on my bed every single day. Those two things would be so luxurious. And I think like, I would like a chef, but I would also like to cook myself. Like I would like the option. <laughs> yeah. I would like the option, but I, and I, um, I mostly would like the option because, um, if I have enough money to have a chef, it, this is, we're operating under the assumption that, um, my appliances in my kitchen would be chef like level. Yes. And I would love to experience cooking on chef level like a range. Yeah. A, a whole, yeah. Like with like a big gas range and like a super fancy oven. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I just have that. Yeah. we'd just be out there baking. I'd have fresh croissants every day. Oh just my gosh. You really, oh. I truly, I truly believe that you would a fantasy, a fantasy land, but who knows, you know what, who knows what tomorrow holds. Maybe I walk right into the arms of a very rich man, Oh my! (laughs) but as Karen Kilgariff says on my favorite murder is you can be a rich man. So I don't need a man. Maybe tomorrow I just come up with that billion dollar idea off the top of my head and I'm on my way to a fortune. (laughs) All right. We got to start thinking. Yeah, something. Well, congrats. Cheers to JLo and Ben. We wished you well. We're rooting for you. Honestly. Yes, we are for the sake of the kids too. I feel like the kids have been through a lot. I feel like there's been a lot of up and down for both of them. So let's just, let's have some stability for everybody's sake. Yeah. Yeah, Positive energy to both of them for sure. Yes. Yes. Um, and some huge news that we've learned is, Oh man. I mean, we, we would have been sad if had we learned the opposite, but we are in fact getting a second season of in just like that. <laughs> Honestly, thank God. I know. Because I would have been sad. I know. I need uh, more. I do. We need more. We need more. I mean, I, like, obviously we're getting a second season. Like what were we ever going to have the show and not get a second season? But I, I am I just, there's a chance. I mean, I guess, but I feel like so many people watched it. Like there were so many people talking about it, whether they loved it or hated it or both, which was me. I loved it and I hated it at the same time. Oh yeah. I think everybody who watched it was like, I hate the show, but I will watch it for the rest of my life. Should it continue to air? Yeah. Well, you know, they were kind of plagued by a lot of different issues. They had, of course, the Chris Knopf issue. And then they had um, Stanford, the actor who died in real life. And so they just kind of had to like get rid of his character. And then I feel like something else happened where there were just like, it seemed like, you know, there were a lot of challenges that they had to figure out how to handle. So I could have seen it not coming back. Just like, no, we're not going to go any farther. Like it was good while it lasted. Glad we did it this one. Oh, well the whole Samantha thing. Yeah, that too. Like Um, it's clear. They pretty much made it clear. There's really no way she's coming back, even though the show kind of set it up to seem like she would, she could around. Yeah. But after that last episode aired, it was like, Oh no, 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 no. She's it's really a done deal. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the show kind of did a good job in the like, 
story of Samantha, you know, where like, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously it won't happen, but maybe it will. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like just, you kind of still live in that fantasy land of like, I just don't know how long you can get away with that. Like if this is one of their absolute closest friends and they're texting and talking about meeting up and we never see her, something has to give, you know, either they have to acknowledge like, oh, I don't know. It'll be, it's just, it'll be interesting. I mean, I will be watching, I will be tuning in. And so we'll just have to find out what they do next. (laughs) I would like to see Carrie's real estate, the realtor friend. I would like to see her. Seema. um, Yes. Incorporate it in the group more. And then Charlotte's friend, um, her friend from school, um, uh, it's the three letters. I can't remember now. I cannot remember her name, but her yeah. too. I would like to see them incorporated in their group more. And maybe the group just become a little more like a little bigger, you know? Yeah. 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 I would definitely seem like they were setting it up that way. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Obviously they'll be able to shoot this next season under less restrictions due to COVID. So maybe it'll be, I don't know. There were just some things about the script, like the storylines, like we had discussed that just didn't really ring true to the characters or seemed a little, I just didn't understand some of the choices that were made. So maybe this next season will be a little more streamlined or like a little more in line with what we were used to or who knows? Maybe they're going to throw us a whole other curve and Lord knows we'll get to find out more about Che Diaz, oh, our America's God. sweetheart. Um, and I hope we get more from Steve and um, all of the terrorist children on that show. We'll get to find out what goes on with them. All of the <laughs> badly behaved kids. Yeah, like all of those so children were just like the worst, but the worst. I don't know. The I'm excited. I'm excited that we get more. I, I would have felt yeah, robbed should they have too. taken that away too soon. And I'm also just very curious to see if the writers and the creators of the show have like if they listen to fans at all and take into consideration like what other people think, or if they're it's already written and they're just like going with it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm very curious to see like how that ends up. Yeah, I hadn't read anything about like if they had started shooting or when they are planning to start shooting. So who knows? Yeah, Lord knows they're not listening to this podcast. So we'll just, you know we'll what you send them, see. you send them the episode where we talked about and just like that. And that maybe they'll listen to us. Yeah. Well, yeah and maybe yeah. we'll never see Shay Diaz again. Okay. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case, but you know what? Crazier things have happened. You know what? Um, I'm just asking for less. Minimum. <laughs> I, Minimum I, am, less. I too am asking for less, less less, please. Just less, please, please, please. Okay. So once upon a time, when we had this podcast, the first time around, um, a couple of the mainstays in the podcast, we talked about the Royals a lot. There was a lot of, there was a lot going on in that time. There was. And I will say, I, I, I am still very much interested. I still pay attention to the Royals, but I was pretty burnt out on all of them. Like, I mean, all of the, as we've known, there's been ups and downs with the old Royal family over the past year and a half, some incredibly serious, some just more tabloid sensationally, but I feel like I had gotten my fill of the Royals. Um, but our pals, Will and Kate and 
just really Meghan Markle. They, they've been in the headlines this week. So of course I had to bring it to the forefront and talk about it a little bit. I'll oh, start with Will and Kate just really quickly. Cause I don't have much to say except that Kate. Yeah. So they're on a, on a tour of going to be honest, haven't even been paying a whole lot of attention yeah, I know wherever they're they're Jamaica going. and maybe Belize. Honestly, I'm, I'm not even trying to, to commit any of that to my brain space, but I just have to say, Kate looks amazing. Kate is really glowing. I'm loving her vacay style. She wore a really gorgeous pink glittery dress. You know, Kate's never going to be one to make like the bold risky fashion statements. I mean, what Royal can even do that with because of all of their odd arcane rules, but yeah, I really liked all the color and I just, think she looks great and I'm happy for her. She looks happy. I hope she's happy. And I'm really not going to comment on William because I'm not much of a fan. We're not um, well, I'm not impressed, but Kate, you're looking great. Keep it up, girl. I love her fashion. Yeah. I mean, she's just, she's classic. She's gorgeous. She will be a beautiful queen. And I, classic, I'm gorgeous, sleek. We love it. I'm never mad to see a picture of Kate Middleton. I'm never mad. No, no. I, it's always a blessing in my feed and I'm always very much intrigued by her life. It's just such a mysterious life. There's just so little we get to know. I'm like, what do you do at home? Like, <laughs> like part of me, like I really just want, and again, this is um, another fantasy of mine. Mm-hmm. I really just want Andy Cohen. To send the cameras to the UK. It'll and never happen. The palace. I know exactly why I prefaced this. The with, closest we got fantasy. Yeah. The closest we got was Ladies of London, which I loved. Oh, that was such a good show. So good. So good. But you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, oh yeah, we don't really know anything about their. I don't know, like even now their day-to-day life, that would just be so interesting just from an outsider's point of view about like what happens every day. Like, does she, like who picks her outfits? Does she pick it? Does someone else tell her what to wear? Like, did they argue last night and now they have to go do this? Right. I want to know like everything is fine. Like, I want to know, like, is she just having like meltdowns like me spiraling at night? Like, oh, everybody hates me. I have no friends. My skin is stupid. Like, (laughs) Like, could you imagine someone tells you what to wear and then you're like, okay. And then the day of like, you feel fat and you like have to still wear this effing dress. Oh, I I think I would have imagined that was the Kentucky Derby. Like almost every time I was like, oh, (laughs) I look bad. I hate sitting in front of a camera with this on. So that was on such a a minor scale. So I can only imagine. I mean, it seems like honestly a hellacious life. I I think like the fantasy of it, like a surface level fantasy does seem fun, but like you give it just a bit of a thought beyond surface level. And I'm like, uh, no, thanks. I'll be a yeah. regular, normal old yeah. gal any day of the week. You know what? But- and that's why we read books about the fantasy life of a royal person, because that's that is right. so much more enjoyable. <laughs> it, is. it is. So if you haven't seen the pics of Kate on her little tour, wherever they are, my apologies to those countries that I just, I mean, I can't get that invested. I used to, and I was just like, Claire, snap out of it. 
this is not information you need in your brain. So I've just been like looking at the pictures, yada, yada, yada. Um, but Megan Markle, miss Megan Markle. Okay. This is something I've been waiting on and I'll be honest. I've been annoyed because let's hear it. When Harry and Meghan came to the U.S., they signed those huge deals with Netflix and Spotify. So it was like a $25 million deal with Spotify to start a podcast. That was years ago. And we have gotten- Where's the podcast? We've gotten one episode and I listened to it. It was around Christmas. It was December, 2020 or December 2019. No, it was December, 2020 because it was during COVID. and. It was delightful. It was charming to hear the two of them talk. And they had like a lot of their very like powerful, rich, famous friends give like um, words of inspiration and encouragement. And it was really great. It was a wonderful little Christmas treat. We heard Archie speak for the first time. It was wonderful. And then we've gotten nothing Nothing. since. Like, where have we been? What have you guys been doing? And I'm, okay, listen. especially after the Oprah interview, we learned a lot of stuff that obviously Megan was going through hell. Yes. And there was, it was, it was a bad time, but at the same time, you signed a $25 million Spotify deal to produce a podcast. And I want my podcast (laughs) and I can use it from your home and talk about anything. Well, apparently, allegedly it's finally coming. So she is gearing up to release her debut podcast, uh, through their production company, Archwell audio. Yeah. So according to Archwell audio and page six, the public can expect the Duchess of Sussex's podcast to hit the streaming platform sometime this summer. While the exact subject Mm -hmm. of the series is still unknown, the representative confirmed that the Royal is committed to taking steps to combat the spread of misinformation on Spotify after all those concerns of Joe Rogan, yada, 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 COVID-19. However, they added that Archwell has been encouraged by ongoing conversations. So they, which this is kind of annoying to me because that was a big thing, like, like maybe a month ago, remember all the people pulling out of Spotify because of misinformation. I'm not trying to diminish the importance of that. I just personally don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into those waters right now. This is not that podcast. Yeah. But okay. Megan, so, she Archwell, so was don't she blame using, it on that. That only happened a month ago. Yeah, and I was just going to say this deal years ago. <laughs> I was just going to say, so she using, so it kind of sounds to me like she's, she's just using this situation. Yeah. As, who knows, you know, who, who knows? knows all the, the bad we're being silly kind of, I mean, but, maybe, I mean, maybe the deal was signed to talk about something specific and then they decided they didn't want to do that anymore. And now they want to do something else and whatever. Like, right. I don't know. Who I knows? just feel like there's been much ado about nothing. They've gotten a lot of money from Netflix and Spotify. We've seen nothing from it. I feel like they've done, they, they've been getting like lots of accolades like they got an award recently and I'm just sitting here wondering, but why? And let me see. And may I also sign a $25 million contract and not produce anything for literal years and get that payday. But I don't know, you know, the thing with the Royal family is I want them all to be happy, but I also like, don't want to hear about their problems. (laughs) It's terrible. It's a terrible thing to say because your problems, you kind 
you kind of made your bed. Like you knew what you're getting into to an extent. Now the things with racism, the things with just terrible ignorance that and abuse, abusive hate speech and things that have really crossed the line. Of course, that's terrible. And I do not condone it, but I'm just kind of like enough already go to work. I want a podcast. It's literally the, literally everyone has, we have a podcast. (laughs) Do you see us getting paid $25 million? Absolutely not. I work, I work full time and I just was talking about about my part-time job. (laughs) That's right. So just get to work talking into a microphone, please, because yeah. I'm very much looking forward to listening. I just want to support and listen because I have I no doubt I it'll be charming or informative. And what do you hope it's I, about? I mean, I wish it was about them just like They're dishing lying. the dirt, but I, I liked that one podcast that they released the one episode of kind of having some of their famous friends come in and talk a little bit and I wouldn't mind it just being them talking with, uh, people that they're friends with that are powerful or have like causes, because I think through that, we can get little insights into their actual life. And that might be the most authentic glimpses we could get of who they really are. I mean, I know it's all a curated persona to some extent, but I'm just looking forward to seeing little slivers of their true selves sneak in because at the end of the day, I do root for them. I love them. I support them. I just want something to show for is all. Yeah. I want to hear about the kids. I want to hear about the chickens, the chickens. Absolutely. There's a lot of things I want to hear about. I want to hear about the innocuous things. Do they, does she prefer oat milk, oat milk over almond milk? Oh, I know. Yeah. Are we oat milk? Are we, are we sisters in oat milk, Megan? I'd like to know. I'd yeah. like to know, you know, just that little stuff. Yeah. That's all. So that's just that's my little royal update. We, I wanted to dip my toe back into the Royal pool without going too deep, but just letting you know, podcast incoming. We're thinking about it. Summertime. Don't forget. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I like, you know, and, um, I saw that Samantha was suing Megan. So Samantha is Samantha Markle is Megan's crazy old half sister um, or just like wicked half sister. (laughs) Crazy. I don't want to say, please strike that from the record. I'm, I mean, wicked. It's wicked. Yes. Like really weird. Yeah. I get, I, I don't really know. I, I, I don't, I honestly don't know much about the what's going on there. I just know like so, her sister or half sister has been banned from Twitter for using yeah. hate speech and harassment with <laughs> Megan. I mean, she's very problematic at every single turn. She has tried to capitalize on Megan's newfound Royal status. And it's just not fair. It's gross. At times I had found it entertaining just because I'm like, here she goes again. What's, what's, what's wild Samantha doing now, but honestly, like just go away. It's tacky, disgusting. And you look like a fool. Yeah. So basically, so this lawsuit is, um, so Megan had said, and I don't remember where she said this, so I'm sorry. Um, but Megan had said that her sister, Samantha, um, 
did not have the last name Markle and was something else and changed it to Markle once Samantha oh. found out that Megan was getting married to a royal. Um, so now Samantha is suing Megan for defamation for oh. saying that that is the reason that that's why. Gosh, <laughs> okay. I'm so, yeah. I mean, I could, yeah. I mean, that's it's not like a great situation. Well, then also, too, you know, it's not really helping Samantha's case because she recently, I think, came out with a book. Like, oh, did she? Or I know she has got some Princess Pushy. I know. Yes, I don't know. that's yes. the book. That's the book. Has it, has it come out? I think so, because a podcast I listened to, um, I've talked about it before, Heather McDonald's podcast, mm-hmm. Juicy Scoop. Yeah. Um, I was listening to her episode yesterday, and she said that she read the book. And um, the book is really weird. Um, and it doesn't really have say. Of, doesn't have a lot of juice in it. It's basically just like, you know, one time I was looking, my dad, our dad told us to look through this magazine to pick out Christmas presents. And I said, I wanted this $300 ring. And Megan told me, you're not going to get that ring. And so now I need this from Megan. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just a money grab or just attention. And it's sad that honestly, really it sad. gets any press. I hope Megan... I hope Megan is so staffed up that like, she doesn't even know that this lawsuit is happening. Like someone on her team saw it and they're just like, "Eh, eh, eh." because this is the type of stuff that I imagine once you get to a certain level of fame happens so much, like the the amount of stalkers people get and stupid lawsuits and this and that. I just would want someone to be able to block it all out because it would have to drive you absolutely bananas thinking all these people trying to capitalize on my life and use me or try and get a piece of me. And it's just, it's gotta be so exhausting and really like make it hard for you to get up and go each day if you know about all that stuff. So hopefully she's somewhat insulated from it, or maybe she's not when it's family, maybe there's no hope, but yeah, Samantha, well, go away. Whatever I last know. name you have, please. Well, and I feel bad for Megan too in this, in <clears throat> the aspect of like, you know, like you said, where, you know, hopefully there's people working for her that are just swatting away the lawsuits and stuff, but like, is Samantha and her dad that she doesn't have a relationship with, like, are they contacting her all the time? Are they calling her? Like, I don't, you know, it's like, what is going on behind the scenes? And I'm sure there's drama between her and, you know, this, this half sister and her dad, and, you know, maybe some other family members that goes way back. And I'm sure it's like, you know, this all could potentially be super triggering. So I really hope that, you know, for her sake, that she has, like you said, people who are just, uh, swatting yeah. it away yielding that all for her and yeah but yeah well i'm sure another day another drama with the royals we'll find out about more and probably update you right here because we simply cannot help ourselves yeah we can't help it so no sorry megan don't listen to this podcast we know you are oh yeah <laughs> i'm sure record a podcast stop listening press stop and press record instead okay 
<laughs> it'll tell you recording in progress. <laughs> it will. It will. It sure will. Loud and proud. She will let you know that this is on the record. Um, all right. So we have, we're the season of the scammer continues and we've been blessed with so many scam shows, true crime series. And I think I speak for all of us. We are loving it. Like, honestly, I literally wrote it on our little rundown that we have. And under me, I put injected into my veins. <laughs> it is great. I don't, what is so First, great about it? What is, what is going on? Like, I'm just obsessed, like the Tinder swindler. And then we had, yes. um, what was we the one? The Theranos. Yeah. The Theranos one. And then we have bad vegan now. Bad vegan. And I feel like there's another one. Well, inventing Anna, but I guess it oh, was oh, like more of a oh, yeah. series and not a docu-series. Yeah. But, but still, it's like, it's still another scammer. Yeah. Is it like, oh yeah. And so bad vegan is the latest one and yes. we've all either watched it or may kind of watched it. So we want you guys to watch it because we'd like to talk about it uh, in depth next week once Haley's back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just the latest scam story. Is it because these people are so fascinating and, or we wonder like, could we be scammed like this or yeah, I don't know, I, what is it? I think it's just, it's so fascinating because I think there's two parts to it. You wonder two, you wonder a few things. How does this person get away with this? How do they do this? And what do they do? And how does this even happen? And then you wonder, and then on the how other you get side, scammed? <laughs> yeah, then you wonder, well, how do you fall for something like that? How right. does that happen? How do you let someone just do that? But then the whole show you're walking through it, they're literally talking to someone who got manipulated and they're like, okay, they told me this, they told me that. And then you're like, well, I guess I could believe that. Or maybe I wouldn't believe that, but really, you really don't know. You really don't. I, I know I, I, and I so think when that's I, why it's fascinating. Cause it's just so relatable. Yeah. I think I remember when I lived in Los Angeles and, you know, Scientology is really big out there. And I used to get so freaked out because I was afraid because I wouldn't, I, I knew some people who were Scientologists um, and they weren't raised Scientologists. They'd moved yeah. out there. And so like the way it works a lot of times is they hold like acting classes and all this. And like you come to a, a seminar or something and suddenly it's a Scientology sponsored event and then they're passing out literature for that, et cetera. But they're in Los Angeles. There's this place called the Celebrity Center. And it honestly looks like a castle. And it's really pretty on the outside. And my apartment at one point was almost directly across the street from it. Well, you could have anyone could go have brunch at the celebrity center. And my friends and I discussed it so many times, but I was so afraid to go because I was like, you guys, what if you go in there and you with you're helpless against it and you get sucked in and suddenly you come out of Scientologist, which is not something I wanted for myself. And so I, I have the same type of mindset about scams. I'm like, what if it just happens almost without you realizing it? Like once it's, it happens little by little and all at once at the same time kind of thing. Yeah. Where like you don't yeah. really realize it until it's happened. And then you're like, Oh, I'm in deep. Oh boy. Oh no. 
Um, yeah, well, and I think, I think even too, like, you know, just most recently with like the Tinder swindler, I mean, we talked about that on this podcast, but I think a lot of people can relate because even if, even if you haven't been, you've either been on a dating app. And even if you haven't been on a dating app, you can at at least relate to, you know, dating and being in like the dating pool and trying to find someone who is like your person or like, you know, you feel like you can be in a long-term relationship with, and then them feeding you things that you, you know, want to hear and all that stuff. I mean, I'm sure many people have been in like a weird situation dating wise where, you know, it wasn't the best. And, And then even like, um, inventing Anna, it's like, I think everyone kind of fantasizes over like, you know, being friends with someone who is like very wealthy in that way and has connections to private jets and nice restaurants and designer looks and, you know, like super, super uber high-end hotels. And, um, you know, like, I, I think it's, it's a little bit of a fantasy as much as it is something that you can relate to, you know, definitely. Yeah. And, and I mean, vulnerability definitely goes into play. I think in all these situations, you've you've got people who are, are vulnerable in some form or fashion, whether they're desperate for love or a friend or help or whatever, or they, there's something, there's a void in their life that somehow these scammers target and fill and just take full advantage of. And I now I'm just like on constant watch. I am. Have you ever been scammed? Honestly, no. See, I don't think I have either. Knock on wood. I Recently, a loved one of mine almost was scammed over the phone. Oh, uh, it was very sad. I was like, oh my gosh, no. Um, don't scam the elderly. If you're scamming the elderly, shame on you. Oh, and Jen, we have Jen Shaw scammer, alleged scammer. Alleged. So, um, I mean, that's a whole thing. Yeah. But no, I, yeah, thankfully I don't think I've ever been fully scammed. I think I've come close to a couple emails here and there where I'm like, is this right? Is this real? But yeah, thankfully yeah. I don't, I I've been pretty strong against it. I I'm pretty suspicious of anything and everything. Yeah. Um, so I, I, my default a lot of times is that someone is lying to me. So I kind of yeah. have to work backwards maybe than most from most people. But if that keeps me from getting scammed and being tender swindled or whatever, bad vegan, then I'm okay. And with so that. be it. And I'll also never, ever be wiring people money. Just like that's just not happening. I'm wiring I'm, the money. Yeah. No, I don't even know how that- to. Have you seen that? That's super popular on TikTok now. It's like I already yes, wanted yeah. you the money. Like, hey, you owe me money for brunch. Yeah. <laughs> like I already wanted you the money. <laughs> uh, I, I, can't, I obviously can't do that accent, but that's kind of what it sounds like to me. <laughs> it's an interesting. Oh, I listened to. I'm not a call her daddy listener, but I did listen to the call her daddy uh, interview the other day that she did with Anna Delvey from prison. Is it good? Yeah, it was interesting. I, I just wanted to hear her mm-hmm. talk and okay. I enjoyed I'm it. And to my list. I didn't find out a whole lot of new information, um, but it was just interesting to hear her talk. And I, I've only ever seen one other interview with her. And I just thought, I'm going to check this out. And I did. Okay. I'll All right. 
should we get into self-care favorite things yeah anything let's else you want do to it all right all I don't right I think so okay. um okay so I will go first so okay, okay. you guys <laughs> my weekly favorite thing Ooh. this was a big 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 thing in quarantine for me um when I was working from home nonstop, all I did all day, every day was watch 90 day fiance. (laughs) (laughs) And I am back. I'm back on it. (laughs) She's back baby. Excellent. Is is there a new, is there a new season or? So there's a new season. Um, and I, one of my friends gave me a login on discovery so I can watch it. Uh, um, so I'm watching the new season 90 day fiance before the 90 days. Oh, that's which, the best one, right? I, well, yeah. Uh, yes, because so 90 day fiance, if you have never watched the show is basically like these, um, the show premise is it follows these, like a group of American, um, they're all, you know, like they live all over the country. They're all different ages and they are in love with someone who does not live in the U S so, and they live all over. Like people have lived in like, um, like Poland and Colombia and like Brazil and like, it's crazy. Philippines. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But the stories are like, like it's so wild, <laughs> you guys. Like, and at some points, it's like kind of sad because you're like, oh no, like they're obviously getting scammed. But then, like, you just can't. You just have to keep watching it. <laughs> it's like a it, drug. <laughs> it was. It. It is so good. I've watched a little bit of it because of you. Like you finally, I watched a couple of the before the ninety days. And yeah, I, I mean, in a way it was painful to watch, but then, yeah, I was like, well, I need to see how this ends. I've got to see. And then you just keep watching, but before, and I will say, so they have several different, um, series that have spun off the 90 day fiance, fiance. So the 90 day, so then the show premise. So then the person from out of the country comes to America and then they have basically 90 days to figure out whether they're going to get married or not. So then the whole show follows them throughout the 90 days. So it, it follows like the person out of the country that's moving here, like where are they living and whatever. And most of the time, the Americans are lying to the people outside of the country about how much money they have, like what type of living situation they are. So like, it'll be like, oh yeah, I'm in love with this person. And and then it'll be like, yeah, well, you know, she doesn't know that I live with my parents and my grandpa and, um, you know, we, we'll be living in the basement and she thinks I'm a millionaire. Yeah, <laughs> like, you guys, it is crazy, but it well, is I almost- have this extensive criminal history and yes. Yeah. It'll be, yeah. Well, you know, and then I was, a, I was arrested and I have a felony. So like, I can't, I can only have these kinds of like, it is crazy how like insane the show is. But then before the 90 days, shows the American going to the other countries and visiting them before that person comes to the U S which I think is the absolute best because it shows the Americans completely out of their element. And it is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I personally think 
if you are interested in watching the show, the season with Big Ed oh. is the best. It is Big Ed, Big Ed is an icon in so his own good. right. He, he is, became he's a an cultural icon. phenomenon. Yes. On when he was on TV, everybody knew and, Big Ed kind of whether you watched the show or not. Yeah. And he's okay. You definitely, you probably have seen him. He has like shoulder-ish length, like salt and pepper hair. He's really short. He doesn't really have a neck and he has a big head. Okay. Like in his big head and he's big Ed. I mean, mm-hmm. it is amazing. Well, I'm back on it. I'm watching the latest before the 90 day season. It's really good. I'm like a couple episodes. I'm like four episodes in <sighs> and I'm back on, I'm back Way in. Baby. I Way can't believe I, I took, I took like a several month break, but I think I needed it because it's my a wife- lot. the episodes are really long. Yeah. They're like an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. Yeah. I remember watching it and being like, wow, I have been in front of this TV for a long time. So you can understand, um, you know, I basically have watched every, every season of 90 day fiance and every season of before the 90 days, except the ones that have recently aired in the past year. Oh my god! That's just how many hours I spent during quarantine watching this, this show. That's a lot. That is why I needed to take a break. Uh, Understandable. Um, and my self-care of the week is I have been trying to hit snooze less. Oh, very good. I need to learn from you. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'm like really bad at it. You guys, like my alarm will go off and I will, I am not kidding you. <laughs> hit snooze like four times, Yeah, like, five times sometimes even. And it's like, I, I, listen, I still, this? Yeah, I still set like five alarms that comes from my sunrise days of just needing like constant, like noise to get me out of bed. And I mean, I'm waking up at a completely normal time. Like one alarm should do it. I don't need to like, just get up, Claire. Come on, get up. It's time to go. Come on, let's go. Let's do this. Let's get the show on the road. Yeah. It's like, I know if I get up, like I will feel a lot better. I'll just have more time. I love having my time in the morning. So same. I'm trying it. It makes me feel better. I did it this morning. Um, I did not do it yesterday. We'll create those habits. You just got to keep doing it and then it'll be easy. But I will say I've been doing it most days, but yesterday was not a good day. But today I was like, I got up. I was like, I'm glad I did that. So well, yeah, the days that I do do it, it's ma- it's been making me feel better. So I'm just hoping that I will just stick to my plan. I know. Well, I'm, I'm, I support you and I stand with you and I'll try and do it myself. Thank so you. I'll think of you tomorrow morning. I'll have That's to report. What- yeah. I'll have to report back next week. If I continue. Uh, <laughs> I know I, yeah, I've been, my sleep is still a, a total journey, so I get it. Yeah. I get it. What's your self-care and favorite thing of the week? Uh, um, my favorite thing is I found a new, um, sparkling water that I really like, uh, and I've been mixing it with, so the brand is Nixie N I X I E. And the flavor I like is watermelon mint. And I've been putting it over ice and then putting some drops of sweet leaf stevia sweetener. Cause that's the one sweet thing I can have on this little, on. And it's just been like the greatest, most refreshing little tree. It I've put it in a lot of different things, different seltzers I've been drinking, but for some reason it goes best 
with this Nixie watermelon mint. And I really enjoy it. And that, that brand has different, like I got my brother a case. My, I have a brother who well, actually both my brothers love sparkling water and yeah. I got him a lime ginger of that same brand. And he said, it's oh really my God, good. that would probably be so good. Yeah. Like with tequila too. Ooh, <laughs> I know I was like, these, thinking. Would, these would be really good mixers. That's what I was. I was like this, you can make cocktails. Um, but I'm not doing that. Uh, so that's really, huh? What? You will soon though. Mm -hmm. Just in time for summertime. But, uh, so that's been my favorite thing. It's been like my treat when I get home every day. Sometimes I have two, two whole cans. I'm going to have one after we get off with this because I had coffee beforehand and my mouth is dry. So could use a little refreshing Bev. Yeah. Uh, and then self-care has been, so I've been, I like these past few days, I was telling Jacqueline before we started recording. I've just been in like a funk. Like, I don't know. I, you know, any, like still going through all the growing pains of a big change. It's super up and down. I feel like everything was going really well, really fast. And now I've kind of like slowed down and I don't know. It's just been up and down and I've been in a funk, like a funk of just, honestly, I've been in a funk for like the past two or three weeks of just like, not feeling like I have a whole lot going on and trying to figure out how to get past it. But I've really pushed myself to get out and I've like gone on a couple friend dates. Yeah. I've gone. Yeah. And it's gone well. And then I forced myself to try a new church on my own, uh, last week. And it was really nice. It was a really nice thing to do because the alternative is me laying in my bed and sleeping late on a Sunday and then being depressed that I have stayed in bed too long. The day is going by, I've got to go to work tomorrow. And the day is just becomes spiral central. And so it got me up and out of my apartment to a place among people. And I happen to really get a lot from going to church. So I benefit from that as well. And then I was out in the world and I could see it. And I was not feeling like alone in my apartment and having, you know, negative self-talk and a pity party about, oh, no one notices me. I have no friends, you know, all those stupid things, honestly, that I tell myself and I know a lot of us do. So uh, I'm just trying to be more, I feel like I have been really intentional with, you know, trying to actively pursue activities and, uh, interactions with people, but I'm just trying to be more and more intentional about it because it is really good for my mental health to be out of my apartment. I'm a huge homebody. I could stay home all the time, watch Netflix, drink my seltzer, but I mean that you can only do that so much and it becomes, you know, yeah. for me unhealthy, maybe it's not for everybody, but for me, I need to go out and it's decent people. So I'm even proud if, of myself for if- doing that. And then like, I just, it's, it's good for me. So, Aww. yeah, that's good. That sounds yeah. like such a nice, like, um, I feel like just moving to different cities before too, I have gone to church, even if it's just by myself. And it's kind of just been like this, like grounding, like peaceful experience. Yeah. And then I would like do that and like make a habit of it. And like, 
maybe get like a, like treat myself to like a nice coffee or something. And then like go for a walk. And I'm like, okay, this is like a Sunday. And I didn't feel like I was just lazy all day. Yeah. Or you feel like connected to the community in some way, yeah, which exactly. is important to me. Like I, 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 I get like hung up on, oh my gosh, it's just me. I know my family's nearby. Um, but like, yeah, there's something I don't feel full or like a whole person. If I'm not interacting somehow with like the community I live in or the people in my community or kind of like seeing other faces or what have you. So that was really eye-opening for me this past week. It's something I'd been meaning to do. I'd been going to my parents' church a little bit virtually, but then I finally forced myself out and I was like, huh, should have done this sooner. So uh, hopefully I can keep that up and enjoy that little ritual. And yeah, so we'll see. That's for me. That reminds me, I do need, I need to go to church. It's been a minute for me. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's one of those things you have to make it a habit, like a lot of other things, but yeah, it's funny. Cause like, as a kid, we just went to church every Sunday. Like yeah, I was, was taken like, to church. Like, I had no choice, you know, yeah. it was against my will. And then in college, I think a lot of people, and I, I did, I fell out of the habit and it's a harder habit to form as an adult, if you haven't been doing it. And me personally, it is something I want as part of my life. So I've just got to like make a point of doing it because otherwise life passes you by and you haven't been going and then, and then what? So yeah, that's that. Nice. Well, we did an episode. I know we did it. Yes, we did. Well, Um, I hope you were enthused. I know. Yes. We gave you books. We gave gave you you the Royals. Exactly. We gave you thoughts on scams and denim shorts. We did it all. (laughs) We did it all. (laughs) Wow. We're really diverse. We are a new seltzer to try. (laughs) My gosh. What else? Okay. Wait though. Okay. So you, the listeners have assignments because you have to, okay. So one, you have to watch bad vegan on Netflix because we're going to recap it next week. Yes. And then you need to think about your um, favorite seltzers because the three of us are going to rank our favorites next week. Yes. Once we're back together, we will do it. Yeah. I've been like trying to go through my seltzers and remind myself what I like, what, I what know. are my favorites. Same. Yeah. Well, then someone, I saw like our a viewer suggested that we also put in alcoholic ones. So oh, is yeah. that okay? Yeah, are we can do that. that? I mean, I'm not going to have any, but I'm just going to go off memory and remember the days. Um, but I can, and here's my question about that. Okay. Excuse me. Or I'm not even going to have a question. I'm probably just going to do this. I'm going to, can I include like canned cocktail or is it only seltzer? Cause like seltzers, I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about this later. Jacqueline's really pondering this. Like she is in thought. Okay. Well, because if we're talking about canned cocktails, is a canned cocktail technically a seltzer? No. Okay. Never mind. We'll just stick to seltzers. I've complicated, I've overcomplicated the situation. I'm just thinking like, no, but I I mean, I think some canned cocktails could technically be considered a seltzer. Like I have a flavor of a high noon on my list. See, I don't think that's a seltzer. That's a canned cocktail. 
because it's vodka. But that's, what, but that's what I'm saying though. But like, but it technically is with seltzer. Like it's a, it technically says that it's like a vodka seltzer. It's a vodka soda. for doing it that way because me personally I'm kind of over the hard seltzers and more into like the mini canned drink options that we've got now I mean I know I mean there's canned like palomas margaritas yes ranch waters yeah all of those right up your alley I say you know what you want it's 2022 the world could end at any moment so include on your list what you feel in your heart okay so then it's not technically a seltzer water. It's more of a can drink top five. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll do our regular favorite seltzers, okay. non-alcoholic. Okay. But then we'll go into canned uh, beverages of the adult variety. And I will not include canned wine, but I will just right now get out in front and say canned wine is the bomb. And if you're not having canned wine- that. I did start that. I started that trend. I mean, honestly, you should get the copyright. I should throw a canned wine in your purse and go to an event. Okay. But don't tell, but don't drive would never do that. Okay. We've simply done too much now. We've got to (laughs) go. Don't worry. We're not driving. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not. And I'm, I'm not drinking either, but it doesn't still doesn't mean I should get behind the wheel of a car. All right. Okay. Um, please well, rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on everything. The A Block Pod. Yeah, and thank you to the Relics Bridal for sponsoring this podcast. Yes, as and don't always, forget we love them. if you go visit them, mention our names, mention the A Block, and you'll get a special discount. And Relics is spelled R E L I X. That's right. All right. Until next week. Thank we you love for you. listening. Thank love you. you. Bye. Bye.